Welcome to the On the Record podcast, our interview-based podcast here at Georgia Highlands College. We are currently doing our career series, and today we will be interviewing Mr. Alan Dutch, the Chair of Humanities here at GHC. As a reminder, the Student Spin podcast is a sister media to the Six Mile Post newspaper at Georgia Highlands College in Rome, Georgia. The views in this podcast do not represent those of the Six Mile Post or Georgia Highlands College. Welcome, Mr. Dutch. Well, thank you for having me today. Thank you for joining us. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your college years. But it was so long ago. <laughs> feels like so long ago. I am a graduate of the University of Georgia, and I graduated undergraduate in 1990 with a degree in telecommunication, which actually was up until that point had been called radio TV film through the journalism school. So I did that for four years. And when I graduated 1990, Newspapers were all saying this is the worst year to try and get a job up to that point. <laughs> so, oh, no. So I was like, uh, oh, hey, Georgia started this new master's program for media and communications. So I decided to, to do that, finish that up while I was there because I'd already lived in Athens. So and then so I did another two years grad school and finished up my master's in mass communication. And then after that, I did internship at a little TV station in Winder, Georgia. Oh, nice. And then I started working for a company that did corporate and wedding videos and did that for a while, did some independent video work for a while, managed some mailboxes, et cetera, for a little while, <laughs> a, couple, a couple of stores. And then I came back to work in a small TV station, what at the time they called a local origination TV station. So. <laughs> It was run by the cable company that was in the area, which was Prestige Cable and then eventually Adelphia Cable. Right. And we had three TV stations and I was the production manager at one of them. And then at one point I was the general manager for all three. Wow. Yeah. And it's little. So when I say TV, I mean, it's yeah. a lot of what we covered was just Board of Education meetings, city right. council, lots of football, right. basketball, wrestling. <laughs> we used to have one of those here in Rome. Right. I yeah, that was a thing that was a, a, a lot more prevalent in the 90s and the early 2000s. And then some of the federal regulations changed. So there wasn't a requirement to do that anymore. Right. So a lot of cable companies decided just to do very limited, right. if, if anything at all. So and I would have done that for as long as they would have let me. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, <laughs> right. it was lots of fun to get to know everybody in the community. Yeah. And, you know, and about that time that Adelphia kind of got themselves into some problems, uh-huh. let's say uh, I had started teaching some adjunct classes at Reinhardt University. Right. So uh, after I was uh, laid off from Adelphia, I went and taught some classes at Reinhardt. Had a friend that worked at Shorter University, and she got me in with the uh, communication chair there, Renva Watterson. Mm-hmm. And I started teaching full time at Shorter in 2004. Nice. And I've been teaching at the college level ever since then, full time. Nice. Now, did you know that this is the route you wanted to go from the time you were in high school or little or any of those things? Well, I, pretty much from high school, I knew I wanted to be involved in digital media. Well, it wasn't dig- actually, it wasn't digital at the time that I started. <laughs> it, was, it was tapes and machines. <laughs> right. But I always knew I wanted to be in like broadcasting, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I never really like had much question about what I wanted to do. I know, and, and I definitely feel for students who get into college and they're not sure what they want to do, which yeah. is fine. Which I mean, was that's, me. 
<laughs> and that's fine because I think, you know, college is a great place to kind of explore some different options sometimes. Yeah. Was there something in high school that led you into that or was it just? Well, I was part of the speech and debate class. Okay. It was one of our electives that right. we could take. And so I, I took speech and debate for three years that I was there. Yeah. And we did some videotaping. We did some mock trials. We did some debating. Right. So I just kind of gravitated towards the video yeah. part of that. And then I, I actually taped a few of the productions that they did at, oh, at the high fine. school. So, yeah. So just from exploring different extracurricular mm-hmm. things and yeah. electives in high school. So, yeah. yeah. And I've always been in love with movies. So. Yeah. Oh, movies. Are- yeah. I love movies. So what are some impactful experiences in any of that time that really steered you in one direction or another or that really made you think about things or? Well, the, definitely the, the internship that I took mm-hmm. after, and I, I did that the semester after I finished up grad school. So I worked in a little, same thing. It was a local origination TV station that was sponsored out of Winder, Georgia, which is just a little ways out of Athens. Mm-hmm. And I really fell in love with that kind of television where you're, getting out into the community and you're right. covering things that are really uh, impactful to the people right. in the community. They get to see their kids. They get to see the football games, basketball games. They get to hear a little bit of local news mm-hmm. and those kind of things. So I always, I kind of fell in love with that. Yeah. And, and I wish we could, I wish we still did that today. Yeah. But, uh, and then once I started, I never really thought I would teach at the college level, but once I started doing it, I really enjoyed it. So those those adjunct classes at Reinhardt showed me, you know, this is actually something I enjoy doing, getting right. people started on a career as well as being part of a, a career in, in the way of being part of broadcast. So what do you enjoy most about teaching at the college level and how did you become the chair of humanity? <laughs> the thing I enjoy the most is uh, working with the students. And one of the things I like about our communications classes and especially the human communication class, which is our 1100 class, is I always think of it as the class students never thought they needed to take. <laughs> yes. and, and even if it we do public speaking, but even if you took the public speaking element out of the human communications class, there's so much you can learn about intercultural communication, group dynamics, and interpersonal communication in the workplace and in relationship. But the, the, the human communication class, I think, is the one I enjoy teaching a lot of different classes, but that's the one I think that I see students get the most out of. Right. And also uh, the public speaking element is something that, again, students don't realize they're going to need that ability when they go into the professional world. Yes. I wish everybody would take it their first semester Mm -hmm. because it also helps students when they're going into their other classes and need to do presentations or be able to write something that they can present in front of a class or something like that. Right. So. So going back to you loved your internship in college, Mm -hmm. you have started an internship program here at Georgia Highland. Yes. Tell us about how the internship program got started and what you hope to hope it does here at GHC. So if you look at a lot of school programs, your internship doesn't start until you're either a junior or a senior. And what we have is a lot of two-year students that are getting opportunities to work in the in the workplace, but don't have any way to get any credit for that. I just feel like having a structured class where they can get credit and they can kind of reflect on the value of what they're getting is much better than them just going somewhere working 
And then, you know, oh, we got that on your resume, but I really didn't do that much. And I didn't, you know, learn that much from it. But I feel like with a, when you have a kind of structured internship program, mm-hmm. the students get the real value out of it. Right. Cause they, cause you're having to not only go to work every day for the, for whoever you're working with, but you also have to reflect on it, create a project, work it through the end of the semester and then present it to folks about what you did and what you were involved with. And I I just think there's no better way to get a sense of what it's like to work in the industry that you want to than to have done an internship. And even when I I first got out of grad school, I worked at a company that I said did weddings and and just corporate video. But I always brought in interns from University of Georgia or wherever. Right. Because I felt like it was such a valuable thing that uh, I wanted them to learn something about what they were going to be doing. Right. I think that's what's most important is, you know, you can feel like because not all internships are paid, you can feel like there's some value in you doing it other than just being there. Right. And it gives me, honestly, it gives me a little bit of a ability to monitor the the organizations that people are working for. Right. And making sure they're not just going in and brewing coffee for everybody every day. Right. And and not really, you know, they sit there for 30 minutes, don't learn anything. And the boss is like, oh, I don't know what to do with you today. So, you know, this is a way that I can kind of upfront all the companies that are going to be working with us, that there's got to be things that are happening that are valuable to the student. Right. Well, and I can tell you from just my experience, because I'm actually doing this internship with you this semester, as someone who is a single parent who is having to go right into the workforce out of an associate's, Mm -hmm. it's hard to get a job because you don't have a lot of experience and you haven't taken all of the software classes and all the different things that will round out everything in your bachelor's, but you just haven't been able to get to that. And like for me, there's not a bachelor's around here that I could afford to take or that if I was going to take it, I would have to travel somewhere and I can't travel. So it's just out of reach at the moment. So this really gives me a good opportunity. So very glad you're doing the internship. And I I just, I really think people benefit a lot from it. If someone takes it seriously at shorter, when we, when we did this, we had a good number, not all of them, but a good number of students would come out of their internship and they were the person with um, like the most technological experience. So they would go to a company and the company would be like, oh, we'd love to use more social media or we'd love to do more work with uh, InDesign and, and yes. all those those uh, Adobe products. But we don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised at the number of students. And I'd love for that to be happening here, too, mm-hmm. where our students are coming in and providing a valuable kind of addition to the company. Right. And, our, uh, and that turned into a number of jobs yeah. for, for students coming out of school. Yeah. So what are the challenges of overseeing an internship like this? You have to stay on top of the making sure the students are, are getting something of value out of it. Mm-hmm. And also that the students are taking the opportunity to get value out of it. Right. So then that's why it's, it's structured so that there are reflective you know, elements right. to it. There's a project element to it. Right. There's evaluations midterm and at the end. Right. So that they're not. And, and in this case, you're you're paying for the internship experience. Yes. So I don't want you to feel like, you know, you paid the money to do it and then you really got nothing out of right. it other than the class credit. Yeah. So I think that's the, the most challenging thing is just kind of keeping on on top of things and making sure that uh, students are falling through the cracks and right. not. And and that gives you an opportunity if you have a company that you're working with. that's amazing. 
you can keep sending people there. But if you encounter uh, an organization or a company that really didn't utilize your interns as much as or the way they could have and or should have, you can just have a sense of we probably don't want to work with them unless right. they develop their internship program a right. little bit. Uh, you know, the students are responsible for going out and right. finding the internship. It do, yeah, it does take a, a good bit of responsibility. I ended up being a little... Last minute, but it's turning out amazingly so far. We'll see when I start Thursday. Well, that's it. And that's what I really want is it for to be an opportunity for students to get the background, not only that they're learning in class, but be able to put that into real world experience as well. So, So what do you enjoy most about it? What is the most enjoyable part of bringing this internship here and, and getting it started? Getting to see what people accomplish by the time they're finished. And that's that's the one thing I like about the project part of it is. And then that also, I mean, you can go through something for a semester and feel like, ugh, I'm so glad I'm done with that. But <laughs> yes. if you have something to show for it at the end, you yeah. know, like you've done a you've done a project and you've presented it to people and you get to talk about it. You know, yeah. you start thinking to yourself, oh, maybe this did matter when it when it right. really did. You know, you were doing something substantive. Yeah. And people needed to know. And people need to know about it. Yeah. So I can tell you from a student's point of view, it is helping to build my confidence because that is something I'm greatly lacking. Well, and and so. sometimes people go into the professional world without a sense of what is it okay for me to contribute, right? And and being in an internship setting kind of gives you an opportunity to be involved and do things, but still kind of experience the environment before you go in and are, you know, really, you know, 50, 60 hours a week. That's a way to uh, experience something before you go into it full fledged. Right. And a good internship will give you a lot of valuable skills. Both I've learned things that I needed to know how to do, but it also gives you a lot of good People skills that you mm-hmm. might not otherwise have just taking classes. And so how do students go about getting into the internship program and what should they expect to gain from it? The experience and uh, uh, the credit <laughs> is, right. what, is what they, they should they should gain. You gain as much from an internship as you put into it. Right. And that's absolutely that's the thing I always try to encourage students to be to make sure that they're doing as much as they can to benefit from from what they're doing. They contact me at a Dutch at Highlands.edu and I help them maybe think through the process of, of where they might want to work and see if there's enough to be done. Because sometimes you can pick somewhere to do an internship and they're not going to have enough for you to do over the course of 120 hours, which is the. Yeah. Kind of the required number yeah. of hours to be involved with. So it, it allows me to look at what they're they're thinking about doing and saying, OK, this will work, you know, and, and let's go ahead and, and do it. And, and that way they've got some guidance along the way. Right. They're not just thrown into the middle of something without having any kind of idea of is what I'm doing. OK, <laughs> and this goes back to I, I said that the, I worked at a TV station and that that was my best internship. My worst internship where I worked out of a guy's house who had plans to make videos for the University of Georgia, but never did. Oh, wow. And it was just not a really good experience. Yeah. And I want to try and avoid that for my students. I don't want people going into a setting where they're like, am I really getting anything out of this? You know, I don't want that. I had that experience and and really don't want that for my students. Yeah. So I like to help kind of guide them in in choosing where they're going to be. Right. So what are things to consider if somebody is interested in a communication degree when it comes to a career in the communication industry? Well, see, communication covers so much area. So you can do 
you know, things like broadcasting, you can do writing. Mm -hmm. In the last 10 years, the, the social media aspect of communication has blown up. Oh, yeah. So being part of a company and being the person that's responsible for tracking and, and designing and putting together social media, putting together websites. Um, I can't think of a better basis for that than a, a communication degree. And even if you want to go into something like public relations or marketing, mm -hmm. if you want to even HR or something mm -hmm. like that, having those people skills is something that uh, communication gives you a good kind of basis for. Also, it's surprising how many people of my former communication students from uh, Shorter, because that was a four-year program, mm -hmm. went on to law school. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's a really? good... Really? Yeah. It's, I, I never... Had, that's I one a, I would not have guessed. I had a number of students that uh, went, went from their four-year communication degree to law school. And it's, wow. it just shows that you have the ability to understand things and right. gather information and put it into something usable that mm -hmm. people can understand. Yeah. So the, and that's what I say about the, the classes, even if it doesn't, even if the communications, the human communications doesn't directly relate to uh, the industry you want to get into, mm -hmm. let's say you're a business major or a computer major, those skills that you can learn in that type of class really can put you above everybody else when, when they're looking at people to promote. Right. Because communication skills, that's in the first chapter of our textbook, Communication skills are the things that hiring professionals are looking for. Right, absolutely. Because they can show you how to do other things. They can't show you how to communicate. Yes, so, yes, exactly. And I think that's the, and again, that's why I say it's the human communication class is the best class people never yeah. knew they needed to take. Exactly. So. Well, and I know in my experience, um, as someone coming into college, and I, I knew I needed some type of associate's degree right. and looking at the ones that were offered or a bachelor's degree and just looking at what was offered. I was like, well, I, no, I don't want to do math. I don't, I don't want to do nursing or science. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what is left and what is going to give me the most options since I don't know exactly what right. I want to do. And so that's why I chose communications. And as I got into it, I was like, Oh, this is stuff I already like to do. This is right. writing and this right. is talking and not necessarily not that I love to get up in front of people and speak because me and public speaking we had we went rounds um that is not my favorite class human communications I loved public speaking I don't know why because they you're doing the same thing but well, one of the things I like to be understanding about with uh, with the public speaking mm -hmm. elements or or the public speaking classes if you ever look there's several studies that show that people fear public speaking more than they fear death yes <laughs> so I, I like to approach public speaking from a let's make you better at it so you feel comfortable with it yes. because you are going to use it in your professional life. And, and even when I'm, I've got pre-nursing students or pre-hygiene students, you know, I tell them you're going to have to not only be able to speak to patients and doctors and folks like that, but some of your job is going to include being able to go in and do presentations and talk about a new new way of doing things right. or a new procedure or, you know, the best practices is uh, a lot of what happens at, at healthcare industry or healthcare organizations is they do a lot of learning. So even in, even in the hospital, right. so you may be responsible. Someone may come to you saying, you know, your specialty is so-and-so, right. but you come talk about that with people for, and that happens in every industry. Right. Well, and one of the biggest things I've gotten is people ask me, what can you do with a communications? Like what kind of jobs can you get with a communications Everything. degree? Yeah, you really can. I started looking at, I was like, when I really started looking, it's, you know, school systems are hiring and it, it, there's so many things that it can go into that they will hire you 
or school systems. They'll hire you for hospitals, health organizations, HR, like you were saying, social media management, PR. I mean, it's just, it opens up so many doors, so many doors. And companies are, especially larger companies and school systems and community mm-hmm. organizations or, or community governing organizations like mm-hmm. City Hall or city councils or, or county commissions also need people to help them communicate right. to the public. Right. So there's, you know, getting getting to know the communities in Cartersville, Canton and Cumming, mm-hmm. which was our three areas. You know, they all had someone that worked for the school system as the communications person. Right. They all have uh, people that work in communication aspects in all of the high schools right. or all of the, you know, not all the schools necessarily, but um, police departments have public information yes. officers. So it's not always just, you know, broadcasting like radio, TV, film type right. stuff or or podcasting, which, you know, more and more. That, yeah, that's what yeah, I that's, love. <laughs> that, that's the thing that in some ways, that you know, it's taking the place of live broadcasting. Mm-hmm. But I always think there'll be an element of live, live broadcasting there. But but it's a great way to learn how to do a podcast well. Right. Because there's lots of examples of people doing podcasts that are not very good. Right. <laughs> so, right. So, but the what kind of the, the theory and background in communication does is help you design something that's marketable, right. listenable. Right. And, right. And something that people are going to react and, right. and interact with. Right. So. Yeah, because I mean, that's what we've had to do here is, is make sure that we're reaching our student population, that we have things that are engaging, that we have workable outlines, um, all of the, yeah, writing, writing everything. And that's the biggest thing. If, topics, yeah. if you, if you can talk and you can write, there's probably lots of jobs you can be considered for mm-hmm. that you wouldn't even think about. Yeah. Well, that communication degree really came in, <laughs> came in yeah. handy. <laughs> yeah. So I think we've covered the market for jobs and communications in our area. It's huge. <laughs> um, What learning opportunities can students expect as a communication major and what are some careers within the industry? I know we've talked about quite a few, but are there any specifics that you just love or know of? Well, I mean, my favorites, my favorites are the ones kind of related to broadcasting Mm -hmm. and podcasting. things like that, because that's my area that I kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, studied in. Right. But um, like I said, it's just kind of a. You know, if if you're considering, you know, I want to work in social media or I want to work in print or I want to work, you know, even working for myself, Uh creating my own uh, YouTube channel or podcast, Mm -hmm. those kind of things. If you want to work in public relations or communications, like I said, with community or, you know, with community government Mm -hmm. organizations, things like that. uh, Those are all areas that you can kind of get into doing doing the communications. Right. And also a two-year communications, if you get an associate's, uh, sets you up for some good things going into a four-year program. Even, right. if, even if you go into business and you've right. got some background in communication, right. public relations, media studies, those kind of things mm-hmm. can be really valuable. Yeah. So. All right. So what advice would you give college students on trying to pick up a career path or a degree? So we have a whole University of Georgia system. We have a whole momentum program, momentum mm-hmm. your program. And what we find is... That if you pick something, and even if that's not the thing you end up graduating with, if you pick an area and you take, you know, classes in that area and you're enjoying it, you're more likely to stay in school and and get done. Mm -hmm. But it's okay to explore. I mean, it's okay to explore, but you you want to pick something where where you can say, okay, this is my this is my target. And if my target changes a little bit, that's okay. Right. 
but uh, just I, I always tell people don't don't just come into especially like somewhere like Georgia Highlands mm-hmm. and just say I'm just going to get my gen ed stuff out of the way right have a have a target that you're kind of aiming for and right. even if that's not what you finish out four years from now that's going to help you kind of be guided and it's unlikely that you'll pick something that's so far different from what you choose as your associates that you'll have to go back and and do a lot. Right. Because, you know, unless you change from say like a communication major to a chemistry major, you're a lot of what you're doing is going to be related to what, Mm -hmm. where where you're headed. I I think there's some real value in that idea of getting into a degree program and just following something so that you get a sense of what that's about. Right. Your ideas may change. Right. But at least you're not, you don't feel like you're just kind of swimming upstream. Yeah. So, So, you know, pick a degree, whatever is best for you. The other thing about the the first year, the momentum idea Mm -hmm. is that you can get into your first year and go, okay, I've taken enough communication classes or I've taken enough science classes and this isn't really what I want to do. Right. So you're not two years in or three years in before you say, Oh wait, (laughs) this is never mind. Yeah, this is not. And (laughs) now I've got, now I've got all these classes that I took that aren't going to count towards anything. That's one thing I do like about the momentum uh, program that USG does is it gets you in somewhere thinking about what you want to do. And then you can always change if you end up wanting wanting to. So what advice would you give college students about um, campus and extracurricular engagement? Because I know some of them, they get into college, especially at a two-year college, and they're like, what is the point? I'm just going to go to my classes, do my classes, do my work, get out. Why should I be in a club or why should I join a podcast or a newspaper or any of those things? I hate to say it, but sometimes you learn more from those extracurricular things than you do. Not all of your classes. Yeah, you're not wrong. But but some (laughs) of your classes, you may actually you may actually get more out of being involved in a club or uh, especially a publication. And I think I honestly think people have in mind that you can only be a journalism or communication student Mm -hmm. to to be a part of a publication. Mm -hmm. But some of the kind of the neatest writers that I've met over my course of teaching are people that are really interested in writing but they're biology majors or mm-hmm. they're engineering majors, but they really like sports yeah. or they really like um, scientific writing. Yeah. You can also create, get some really great experience writing, period, mm-hmm. if you're writing for a uh, college newspaper right. like the Six Mile Post or if you're doing a podcast also teaches you about communicating. And that's the wonderful thing about a podcast. You can pick a topic that you're really interested in. Mm-hmm. It is science or biology. Yeah. Then that's your podcast. And if you can learn to communicate that well, absolutely, that, that can become something like a career. Right. So I think we sometimes get wrapped up in, you know, getting the school done, getting it over right. with, but not looking for ways to kind of enjoy the. Right. To expound upon it. Yeah, and, 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 and enjoy the experience. Yeah. I, I think if college is drudgery, mm-hmm. then, you know, you really don't get out of it what you should have. Yeah. Well, that's one reason I talk to people about podcasting is I'm, I really want to see like some of our nursing majors right. or um, police academy and something that, that is not communication or journalism get involved in this because it's a great thing to do. And you're just talking about different things that you enjoy. And if mm-hmm. that's what you enjoy, talk about it so that we have a conversation. Well, and those are, those are the best conversations. Yeah. If you're so let's say you're in the business entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. program and you're really jazzed about the idea of creating your own business and Mm -hmm. you want to talk to people about that podcast is a perfect opportunity to do that. So that's that. I think 
I would encourage students that aren't communications or journalism majors to consider becoming part of our publications. And I include podcasts. Yes. Yes. So that, you know, they can they can enjoy communicating to other people about something they really enjoy doing. Yeah. And we do a lot of crossover work here, too, Mm -hmm. as far as the the news. Like I write for some articles for the newspaper. Um, Brandon is editor in chief of the Six Mile Post. And he comes over here and does some of the sports podcasting. So um, there's a lot of crossover. So do you have any advice in general, life advice or just general advice? (laughs) COVID has kind of changed everybody's life in a way that I think we forget to sometimes just to relax and we don't have to have everything all figured out. Right. Because it could change. (laughs) Right. And don't worry if you don't exactly have it all figured out, even with college, you know, um, just keep working at what you want to do and you know, do the things that make you happy. Right. And I think that'll go a long way towards making people feel like they're they're headed somewhere. I know all of us feel like we, we keep having roadblocks put in front of us mm-hmm. with, with COVID and the economy and mm-hmm. things like that. But it's good to just kind of stop sometimes and reflect on what you're doing and, and how much of a an accomplishment it is. Because going to college is a big thing. It and is. It, it's a big accomplishment. And it says a lot about a person when they're able to achieve it. Get it done. Get it done. <laughs> exactly. So I would say the biggest thing in the last two years that I've learned is that people just need to cut themselves breaks every once in a while. Yeah. You know, just keep kind of plugging away at it. Yeah. But don't be afraid to forgive yourself when you make mistakes or you feel like you're overwhelmed. Do you have any concluding thoughts for our listeners? Anything you may have forgotten to talk about? No, I, w- I would tell people, though, to look if they are communication, film production, English. If you're any of those disciplines in the humanities program, mm-hmm. you can take the 2999, 2999 <laughs> which is the internship program. We've got it so that it'll count for area F in, in those areas, which okay. is not film production, but film studies, mm-hmm. English, communication, journalism was right. the one that I forgot right. earlier. Ultimately, I'd love to have a humanities internship that would right. count for any any of the disciplines in our right. in our humanities program. Nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I've been thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with you. So well, thank you hope, for having me. I hope they learned a lot from it. And I hope we have a, I know we're going to have a good internship this, <laughs> this semester. So you're the, you're the inaugural internship. So it's <laughs> a lot, a lot is, <laughs> a lot is on my shoulders. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but, but it'll be a great learning experience for all of us. If it's not around next semester, <laughs> you'll know why. <laughs> well, we hope you have an excellent week and we will talk to you later. All right. Thank you. Thank you.